Eric Van Zwet is an associate professor in the Department of Biomedical Data Sciences of the Leiden University Medical Center, where he's been since 2009. He joined the school wanting to do more applied work in the area of statistics and data analysis, and he's since published a paper in Significance Magazine that we covered a couple of weeks ago in a previous episode. But now we're pleased to have Eric back to discuss his journey into the field. On this episode of Stats and Stories, where we explore the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics. I'm John Baylor. Stats and Stories is a production of Miami University's Departments of Statistics and Media Journalism and Film, as well as the American Statistical Association. Joining me is my frequent partner in crime on the show, Rosemary Pennington, as well as our guest today, Eric Renswet. Eric, thank you for joining us again. You're very welcome. Eric, what was your trajectory as a professional? How did you get to where you are now? What, what kind of led you into this, into this career? Yeah, so um, my father, uh, who basically passed away, was a, was a mathematical statistician. So he was a professor in Leiden, and he, he was a mathematical statistician. It's very different from, uh, from what I became in the end, but I didn't know that at the beginning. So um, when I came out of high school, I didn't really know what to do, and I, I thought I'd study math. So I did that, and then ultimately I, I really wasn't that good at math. And I became more interested in statistics. But for, for a long time, I thought I'd be a, a mathematical statistician and be someone who, who proves theorems and, um, you know, and, and, yeah, and really doesn't, uh, doesn't do actual data analysis. Um, and then I, be, I became an assistant professor in, uh, in Leiden. And, and after a while, I realized that uh, I, you know, I... I, I couldn't really think of any good theorems to prove. And I know that you know, some real mathematical statisticians somehow sit in their office and just think about theory. But if I tried that, nothing would sort of come up. So um, then I realized that um, at a sort of stone's throw away from uh, the Mathematical Institute in Leiden, there's the Leiden University Medical Center, the, the university hospital. Um, and it has a very large statistics group. So this is unusual in the Netherlands where statisticians are typically sort of scattered in the different departments within an hospital. But at Leiden, there's just a large concentrated group of statisticians, and most of them I already knew. So I, um, I, uh, I approached them and asked if they had a nice job for me, and they did. They ha just happened to have one. So I moved, uh, I moved over to the, uh, to the hospital, and, there, um, and that, was, that was really good for me because I, um, I found out that I like talking to medical researchers because they're... On the, on the one hand, they do important stuff, uh, so that, that, that made a difference for me. They're sort of ha happy with my help, because when I, if I would use, if I would prove mathematical theorems and statistics, I didn't really have the impression that anybody cared. I was sort of more like, you know, maybe two other people in the world. But these are, so these medical researchers and often PhD students are, you know, they, they have to do their sample size calculations. They're worried about if they can do the t-test or the Wilcoxon test, and they, you know, and I can help them with their maybe with their research question and with some with uh, with some statistical analysis. And they're always very happy. And uh, so, you know, yeah, I feel very useful like that. Also, medical researchers are very passionate. Of course, there's a lot of p-hacking in the in in statistics or in science or in research where these significant results are so important that you know they're all sorts of fraudulent and, and shady business goes on to get that p-value under 0.05. I, within the hospital, I've never experienced that. They're all just really, they, they care for their research. They want to do it right to a fault. They're all, you know, oh dear, can I do this? Is it normal? And, you know, they're really worried about that. And 
I haven't experienced once, you know, where people would ask me if I could get the p-value below 0.05. So that never happens. They're, they're excited about their research. And um, yeah, I feel generally uh, useful. It's very inspiring. And then so if, uh, I'm also on the ethical review board. So I see a lot of uh, trials that are being done. And then I, so I, you know, I start to see this pattern. And also, in, you know, when I would do these sample size calculations, I know it's a bit of a fake. And that's, you know, they'll, they'll always say, well, we, you know, we have two groups of 30 patients and you know, what effect size can we, can we, should we, should we put in the protocol, right? So, um, so I realize that, you know, this is what happens and I realize that, that this has consequences. So then uh, I got interested in this type of research. I ran into uh, Simon who had this uh, great database and the rest is history. Now I'm talking to you. Eric, you you talk your 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 path to where you are sort of seems almost serendipitous at times, and I wonder, given given the work that you do now, if you have advice for people who want to do the work you're doing, who who are who know they want to work in medical statistics, would like to be in a, in a situation like you, what things should they maybe be thinking about or looking at or or making sure they're studying to be prepared to do the kind of work that you're doing now? Um, yeah, so. Um, Many people in my department uh, have a math background, just like me. Um, and I also had a sort of a fairly classical training in statistics, which is very mathy. Um, and a lot of my colleagues have this, uh, have this background. And you know, if, if, if we hire people for jobs, then we kind of, you know, they, they would have to speak that language. I am convinced, that, though, that anybody can do uh, statistics, even, that you don't need a lot of math. Because in the end, I never... In my work, I, I work with statistical software and I don't do integrals, I don't take derivatives, I, you know, I, I don't do uh, a lot of math. Um, in Leiden, there is a, a master program for statistical science, which, which sort of has this philosophy that it's open to everyone who has, a, who has a bachelor degree and had some exposure to statistics, but not a lot. Um, and then we you know, try to uh, um, turn them into sort of practical statisticians slash data scientists. Um, that can start work maybe at a, at a hospital or, or maybe at a business or something like that. Uh, yeah, m my own path is very maybe old-fashioned or it's, it's, uh, it's something that my, my colleagues also did, uh, but I don't think it's really necessary. So for, for students anywhere near Holland, I would recommend that they do our nice master program at Leiden. Um, and I'm not sure if similar programs, well, I'm sure they exist, but I, I wouldn't sort of be able to recommend them. Um, and I also, I, I'm really sort of torn if, if I would recommend studying math or not. I, I think it helps me, but for me, it's also difficult to, uh, you know, I know I don't do integrals, but maybe just mathematical thinking has helped me a lot. And I can't, I, I'm not really sure. Well, you know, you've done this really fascinating work recently on these exaggerated effects you know, this sort of this re this inflation of effects uh, from studies. I'm just curious, other, outside of that, what's been one of the, the, the most interesting projects that you've really enjoyed working on in, in your current position? Um, yeah, so from a purely methodological, so, so statistical point of view, this is really the, um, the, f the first big one that I've had since I changed jobs in, uh, you know, 10 years ago. All the other stuff are consultation projects. With a, with a real clear focus on, on, on a medical question and modeling a particular medical data set. Um, so there, there are certain things I'm proud of and where we, you know, we had some sort of a complicated medical data set with repeated measurements, in, uh, with nonlinear effects and things like that. 
Um, so, so in the last 10 years, I've, I've had to learn a lot about this sort of uh, specialist type of modeling. And that's another part that I like about my job is that whenever I, I'm involved in a new consultation, it's always something different. Uh, there, you know, there, there's some, some mainstays, you know, logistic regression and, and linear regression these, these, and survival analysis. These things are almost always involved somehow, but there's all, also almost always something special about, uh, about a particular project. And that's very exciting. And um, yeah, and, that, that, and, and those are papers where I'm somewhere in the middle of, uh, of a long list of authors. And I, you know, I just, at some point I try to help them uh, with something and, uh, and, and that's a lot of fun, but it's not a, a big methodological project where I'm first author and I do something statistical in you know that for that this is really a first for me well this is this has been delightful eric thank you so much for joining us for this 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 quick conversation on on stats and short stories okay stats and stories is a partnership between miami university's departments of statistics and media journalism and film and the american statistical association you can follow us on twitter apple Podcasts, or other places where you can find podcasts if you'd like to share your thoughts on our program send your email to stats and stories at miamioh.edu or check us out at statsandstories.net and be sure to listen for future editions of stats and stories where we discuss the statistics behind the stories and the stories behind the statistics